Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. It's so good to be back with you now that we've kind of gotten over this two and a half month of hiatus, you might call it, medical hiatus because of the coronavirus. Um, some leagues are starting back up right away. So other leagues are taking their time. Uh, we're going to have uh, kind of like the full scoop for you on world football at this point and where we stand and where we're going as far as forward is concerned. No news yet on anything about the World Cup or anything like that or any of the uh, World Cup qualifiers that are will be coming up later this summer. It'll just be a come as you go and, and take it as we as we get there type of situation. I can tell you that there are several leagues around the world that are getting ready to ramp up, and there are some leagues right now who are already ramped up. And the league that we're uh, looking at right now is the Bundesliga. They have started. What we're going to do here at Kicks and Dribbles is be with you on Tuesdays. That'll give uh, the weekend of the uh, Bundesliga for the moment to get over their games, and then we'll give you a full recap of all the games. But I just wanted to run down some of the other leagues uh, and what they're doing as far as uh, their seasons are concerned. League 1, you can count that in the books. It's over and done with. They have canceled the rest of the season. They have handed the uh, championship to PSG of uh, Paris, and it's uh, on the you know on down the road we go. As far as um, Coupe de France and Coupe de la Ligue, um, that's going to come back when the sport returns in France. Again, France, one of the countries very devastated by the coronavirus. So those championships, as far as Coupe de France and Coupe de la Ligue, are still up in the air. EPL is looking at a possible start in June. Some of the teams are back doing some individual uh, training at this point. As I said, the Bundesliga started uh, this past weekend. We'll have a full recap of the games here in just a minute. Serie A is looking to start training this month and try to get games uh, going by the end of the month. Copa Italia possibly before Serie A starts. I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. As you know, Italy was just one of the most hardest-hit countries in all of the world. Uh, the video coming out of there was absolutely horrible when the coronavirus was doing its thing over there. And so uh, our hearts go out to the Italians. Um, but uh, they're looking to get back up and get going. So let's see how it all works. Let's hope for our, the best. Cross our fingers. Serie A, of course, a great league. Um, June 13th in Serie A being suggested as a possible start date. So we'll see how that goes. In Spain, possible mid-June restart. Now, the Faroe Islands have already uh, started up and playing. They do have a league. And I know this seems like something to chuckle about, how the Faroe Islands will. But, you know, this is this is a, a step forward. This is a league that's uh, going. And so uh, they're, they're uh, in the process of getting their league uh, moving along and moving forward. Austria and Croatia, they have their teams in training right now. Poland looking for a restart on May the 29th. We'll keep you posted. Portugal looking for a start on May the 30th. The teams are already in training. Serbia is looking for the end of the month or possibly the first week of June. Switzerland is looking for a June 8th start. Their teams are in uh, training right now. The Korean K-League is up and running at this point. MLS looking for an update on June the 8th to see when they're going to start. As far as the League's Cup is concerned, which is, of course, U.S., Canada, and Mexico, that's uh, still on uh, on schedule for July 21st through September the 16th. Now, down in Mexico, the possible June or July return to uh, league action is uh, at this point being debated, but they haven't said anything positive at this point. 
Now, over in Belarus, their league has started. They had three games Saturday and three games Sunday, and so they're looking to get started. So that's kind of an overview right now of some of the leagues that are going on. Uh, the Japan League is still not playing at this point, obviously, and um, hasn't been any word out of China on their league. But um, as far as the K-League in Korea is concerned, uh, they've, got, uh, they've got their league up and running as long as their baseball uh, league is running, too. But, of course, no fans in the stadium. Now, with Bundesliga, there's no fans in the stadium as well. So that uh, seems to be the norm at this point. A uh, couple of things in the news as far as football is concerned um, regarding uh, players. There was a blockbuster deal the other day uh, between Juventus, or rather involving Juventus player uh, Miralem Janik. You know, he's that midfielder that plays there uh, along with um, Ronaldo. And, um, I'm sorry, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. And so... Now he's uh, all of a sudden on two big radars. And when I say big radars, <laughs> I'm talking PSG and Barcelona, okay? They don't get much bigger than that. Now, I know PSG has finished for the season. However, they're looking to build for next season. And Janik, uh, Pajanic is a, is a great uh, midfielder. This guy hustles. This guy is smart. And uh, he's not, he doesn't back down from a one-on-one -on -one ball. So uh, this would be an interesting uh, move. Now, the tug of war is over, you know, who, whose offer is he going to take? And, of course, they're throwing money at him like it's nobody's business. I, I, don't, I haven't heard a, about a solid offer at this point, but apparently the, the offers keep going up and getting uh, higher each day. So PSG and Barcelona now in a tug of war over Miralem Pajanic, who, of course, is the Juventus midfielder. Now, the Spanish newspaper La Marca is stating with some confidence, which I find kind of surprising, but, of course, I understand that over their history – they have been doing stuff like this, and this helps them obviously sell papers. Uh, they're stating with some confidence that August the 7th will be the second leg of UEFA Champions League between Man City and Real Madrid. Hmm, okay. Haven't heard anything about the EPL even starting up yet, but already they're talking about a game August 7th. Now, that game is scheduled for Man City's playground, of course, and back in uh, earlier uh, play, Real won the game at the Bernabeu two to one. So they'll go into that uh, game with a two to one advantage in aggregate when they go to Man City's uh, little playpen. Uh, other news, uh, Barcelona has accepted the Juventus offer for uh, Pajanic, as I was talking about. Uh, it's uh, Descaglio and uh, 22 million euros uh, have been uh, have been forked over for Nelson Semedo. Now, Nelson Semedo, of course, is a good player, too. He's very smart, very heady. So we'll see uh, see how it all works out, see if Pajanic can fit into that situation. Uh, Robert Lewandowski of Bayern Munich, now the highest-scoring non-German in Bundesliga history. He now has 26 goals for this interrupted season, and uh, we'll tell you about uh, what he did uh, in this game this past weekend that got him to that, um, to that level. Now, as I said, there were um, Bundesliga games this past weekend, and there are Four Americans that we're kind of watching as this Bundesliga season winds down. There are only like seven or eight uh, weekends left in the season, uh, but there are four Americans we want to take a take a close gander at to see how they're maybe going to be set up for a play with the U.S. men's national team as World Cup qualification comes down the lane later on. Uh, Tyler Adams at Leipzig, uh, Weston McKenney at Schalke. He's doing very well. John Sargent, or rather Josh Sargent, excuse me at Werder Bremen, and then Gio Reyna at Borussia Dortmund. Now, when Borussia Dortmund took the field 
on Saturday to play. And, of course, this was a big deal because this was the first game that uh, was being played in live uh, soccer since the coronavirus hit. Uh, Gia Reyna apparently pulled something before the game, which was you know, un- 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 unimaginable and even unfathomable at that point. So um, he is not playing at the moment. I don't have a report on how serious it was. I don't know if he pulled it real bad or you know, just you know, aggravated it a little bit. But apparently it was, it was down in, you know, obviously something in the leg area. And uh, he did not start the game, or nor did he play uh, for Borussia in the game. So hopefully Gio is not injured that bad. He is an uh, integral clog for the U.S. men's national team. And um, he, uh, he also is a, is a great uh, complement to uh, Holland there at Borussia Dortmund. So let's hope the best for Gio Reyna. Okay, other leagues that are getting started to, uh, to ramp up, and uh, they're playing some practice sessions now, uh, friendly matches, you might call them. Uh, the Czech League is getting uh, in, starting to get into full swing, as well as their next-door neighbors, the Hungarians. So on, uh, on Saturday, uh, the Czech second division team of Bonik Sokolov took on Victoria Ziskov, from also the Czech second division. By the way, uh, Victoria Siskov is one of the oldest teams, if not the oldest team, in Czech football. Uh, this team was founded back in 1903, and they have been together all this time. That's amazing, I know. But anyway, Ziskov um, won the game uh, 3 nothing over Banik Sokolov, and so uh, that kind of got everybody into uh, the swing of things, you might say. And I think Banik maybe needs to work a little bit on uh, maybe attacking the goal, right? Okay, other games we from the Czech second division, we had Trinek. Uh, they took on Karvina from the Czech first division, um, and they were promoted just back in 2017. Uh, that game ended in a 2-2 tie. You had Sigma Olomak from the Czech first division playing Zabrovka Bruno from the second division of the Czech uh, football, and uh, Olomak won that game 3-1. And then over in Hungary, we had Hanved going up against Dias Gorori, and uh, Hansved came out on Hansved came out on top in that game. That was a score of three to one. So those were some friendly scores from the central part of Europe, uh, Czech Republic, and Hungary getting their leagues going as well. Okay, let's get over now to the uh, good stuff, which is the uh, Bundesliga, which of course started live uh, this past weekend, and uh, it started on Saturday. And the first game, as I mentioned to you, was Borussia Dortmund going up against Schalke. This is a derby, as they call it. Uh, both teams are uh, bitter rivals, and so of course we had no fans, which really made it kind of kind of sad. But when you see Sigma Induna Park silent, who I'll tell you what that's it's just something you you got to get used to because you can hear the players talking in all seven different languages that are floating all over the field. Some of the language you may not want to hear, but um, Sigma Induna Park were for the most part quiet. Uh, the referees were there. Um, the balls were being sanitized as they came off the field out of play. Uh, they were being constantly sanitized. And so this was the, the thing going on. Now, as far as the players, uh, the substitutes, they were sitting up in the stands, uh, each with about a chair or two chairs separating them. And the coaches were down on the field. Uh, the players who were on the bench had to wear masks. So this was just some of the stuff going on as far as the new, I guess you might say, normal at this point in German football. Uh, Eric Holland uh, did not disappoint uh, for Borussia Dortmund, uh, scored the first goal of the game in the 29th minute, but it was uh, the Portuguese Guerrero who was just absolutely amazing. He was running that left wing 
And he also plays for the Portuguese national team. He is just a, he's under uh, kind of like on that second level of the radar and he shouldn't be because he's a great player. He's fast and he knows what to do with the ball once he gets it. Of course, when you got a guy like Eric Holland uh, standing in the middle, who's such a big target, <laughs> it's, it's not difficult you know, to, to figure out what to do with the ball. But uh, Guerrero was able to score two goals in the match. And uh, then uh, uh, Aiden Hazard's uh, brother, uh, Dogon Hagard, of course, you know, they're all from Belgium and they're all great soccer players, all four of them. Um, he got the last goal of the game. So the final score was 4 nothing. Borussia Dortmund uh, beating Schalke. And I'll tell you what, Lucien Favre has got to stop, you know, start pinching himself probably every once in a while and saying, don't wake me up, because he's got a team that is just absolutely unbelievable. And they are giving uh, Bayern Munich a run for their money. They're just four points out of first place in that Bundesliga. But when you got a guy like Holland out there and you've got a Guerrero running that wing, whoo, I'll tell you what, this is a counterattack that is lethal to say the least. So watch for Borussia Dortmund to make a move within these last uh, weekends uh, of the Bundesliga. Uh, they are looking very sharp, very good. Uh, Schalke, of course, came out of the uh, break a little, maybe a uh, little rusty. Uh, they're in the middle of the table, but uh, Borussia Dortmund had no problem with them whatsoever. And it being a rivalry, uh, I, I, I'm just thinking 4 nothing was probably a conservative score that could have been racked up in an empty stadium. If the fans had been there, the score could have been, I think, a little bit higher. So we'll just see how it all shakes out down the road. Now, in the other game on Saturday, Leipzig uh, hosted Freiburg. That ended in a 1-1 tie. Hertha Berlin was on the road. They went to Hoffenheim. And Hertha Berlin showed that uh, they've been working uh, during the uh, coronavirus uh, hiatus. And Hertha Berlin came away with a very resounding, very uh, positive 3-0 shutout of Hoffenheim. Fortuna Dusseldorf hosted Paderborn. A couple of teams down toward the bottom of the Bundesliga game ended in a 0-0 draw. Augsburg hosted Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg came away with a 2-1 win. And Borussia Mönchengladbach went to Eintracht Frankfurt. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, after a sluggish first half, the game really picked up for Borussia Mönchengladbach. They came away with a 3-1 win there. Now on Sunday, Köln hosted Mainz. Uh, good game there, back and forth. 2-2 draw was the final result. And then Bayern Munich went to Union Berlin. Now, understand Union Berlin, and I've talked about this before on the broadcast, Union Berlin's stadium is very small, maybe 18,000, because this team has been in the second division for many, many years. Now, when you have a team that small, but you've got a fan base that rowdy, I mean, that's, this, is, this is a typical home field advantage, but this stadium was empty on Sunday, which was very unfortunate because as the announcers pointed out, they could have sold out this game 10 times over with Bayern Munich in town. Bayern Munich, of course, leading the division and, you know, Union Berlin people would have turned out in force to support their team. Union Berlin played a very good game. They, they, they hung on as you know, much as they could. Uh, but, you know, when you got guys like Lewandowski and Pavard, uh, Connor Pavard out there, the Frenchman, uh, he is just um, just amazing. So 2 nothing, the final score there, Bayern Munich shutting out Union Berlin. But Union Berlin had them scoreless at halftime. And uh, even though Bayern Munich ended up probably with about two times, the, uh, twice the uh, possession time or possession percentage, I should say, that Union Berlin did, Union Berlin still uh, tried to hold their ground the best they could. My hat's off to them. They, did it. they made a, a good game out of it. 
Uh, Hansi Flick is just doing a great job with Bayern Munich. Uh, he's He's got a lot of talent there to work with. And, of course, Thomas Mueller was still there, and he is playing like he's he's rejuvenated. Uh, Mueller still does not back down from a one-on-one ball. Mueller does not back down from anything else. He is in there throwing his head around, trying to get goals. This guy is the ultimate German soccer player. He is tough. He's he's built uh, low to the ground. And just watching him play, just you, know, you just shake your head. Uh, I saw him on one play, and I just, I just, I just could not believe what I saw. He came down on a fast break. He had the ball in the middle. The, 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 move, the, the movement of the field was from right to left because he was kind of angling the ball that way. And then all of a sudden, with the outside of his foot, he hit it back to the right and had, of course, had an open guy over there because he went counter flow on the pass. And uh, but this is the kind of stuff a veteran just does. And if you, you point this out to kids, look, you know, this is the way it's supposed to be done. Uh, that, that it's just beautiful football, no, no doubt about it. So uh, that was the scores on Sunday. Then on Monday, uh, Werder Bremen hosted Bayer Leverkusen. Leverkusen started out kind of uh, kind of lackluster in the first half, and then uh, came on in the second half and won going away four to one. So look at that Bundesliga standings now. Bayern Munich in first place with 18 wins and 58 points. Then you got Borussia Dortmund right on their heels at 54 points. Leipzig, Munchen, Gladbach, and Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, are right behind them, and Leverkusen's at 50 points. And there's this big drop or big gap in the middle of the Bundesliga table. You've got Schalke, Wolfsburg, and Freiburg all down there uh, around 37 and 39 points. Then Hoffenheim, Cologne, Union Berlin, and Eintracht Frankfurt uh, down there uh, in toward the uh, getting toward the bottom of the table. Then Hertha Berlin is in 13th place. Augsburg is in 14th, and Mainz, Fortuna Dusseldorf, Werner Bremen, and then Powderborn is bringing up uh, the last place and looking like they're headed for relegation unless they can put on some wins here uh, in, a, in a hurry. Okay, very good. So that's the uh, way the Bundesliga table shakes out. Now, let's look at what's coming up this coming weekend. Bundesliga's second week of action since the coronavirus uh, hiatus. And what, what have we got? On Friday, no fans in the stadium, which is a shame because we've got Union Berlin at Hertha Berlin. Now, folks, it doesn't get any better than that. And it's a shame that the Union uh, or the uh, people at Hertha Berlin cannot go into the stadium and cheer their team on. You know that Olympic Stadium in Berlin would be packed to the absolute rafters, and maybe they'd be hanging off the top of the rafters. You never know. So on Friday, now this is on Fox Sports 2 at 1.30. Uh, it's Hertha Berlin, Union Berlin, at the Olympic Stadium in Berlin. Doesn't get any better than this, folks. You need to see this game. This is good. Even though there won't be fans there, this I mean, throw the records out the out the window. Hertha Berlin, currently in 13th place. Union Berlin, two spots above them. There is some pride here that's on the line. You know Hertha Berlin does not want to finish up the season under Union Berlin and vice versa. So that's Fox Sports 2, 1.30 on Friday. Don't miss it. Then on Saturday, there are three games to highlight that, uh, that look pretty good. Uh, on Fox Sports 2 at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday, Mucin Gladbach is going to host Leverkusen. Then on Fox Sports 1 at the same time, 8.30 a.m., this is uh, central time now, Wolfsburg is going to be hosting Borussia Dortmund. Then, on one thir- then at 11.30 a.m. on Saturday, and that's, of course, central time, that means 12.30 p.m. Eastern time, uh, Bayern Munich is going to be hosting um, Eintracht Frankfurt. So those are five games on Saturday on the Fox Sports Networks. 
Uh, tune them in. There are going to be some good games. But that Friday game, that Berlin game, is going to be the one to watch for sure. So you want to check that out. Um, some great uh, some great soccer coming up. So, folks, soccer is back. O Jogo Bonito Voto, which is in Portuguese saying, you know, the beautiful game has returned, and we are happy to see it. Uh, the Brazilian League, uh, we haven't heard anything from Brazil yet, haven't heard anything from anybody in South America. Of course, we've got Conmebol coming up, and we've got some other competitions that were in the middle when the uh, coronavirus hit. So hopefully they'll all be back. So we will be back next Tuesday with all the results that you need to hear. Lauren McClay produces uh, Kicks and Dribbles. John Dang does our sound. DC McClay does ideas. Thanks for tuning in. Great to be back. And, you know, keep washing your hands. Be safe. And remember, not too many yellow cards. <laughs>